Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number 108. This week's guest is Will Gungeon, and Will comes to talk to us about being the world's first action pinhole photographer. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number 108. I was not here for 107. Uh, so I'm hoping that I got the number right. Andrew, how are you, buddy? I'm okay. Yeah, I've no idea. It was 100 and something. I've lost track yeah. now. It's good to good to talk with you. Yeah, we missed you last time. Yeah. We had Dave Dave Wenham on. Dave is a is fairly new to Pinhole, but he's produces some lovely work and he does that swing lens uh, mm-hmm. swing lens camera Horizon cameras. So it's uh, it was good. Cool. Yeah, had, uh... you you've been a busy bee there. Yeah, we've had a lot going on here this summer with, uh, I don't know, just life, you know, just how it worked mm-hmm. out. I finally got a role developed um, and put a couple of pictures up from that. I have a couple more roles uh, that I need to develop. So mm-hmm. hopefully I'll get that done here. All of our all kids are starting here in the States are starting back to, uh, you know, public school tomorrow. So I kind of have a little bit more free mornings here and there, you know, to kind of even get out and maybe still shoot some more and do some developing and, you know, yeah, so it's good. What are you using to develop these occasional rolls of film with these days? I'm using the um, the one-shot uh, black and white oh, yeah. developer. Oh, I can't remember the, which one. i got to go look at the, the, the uh, monobath stuff. Yeah, still yeah. Using okay. Yeah, not the one-shot. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah, well, the monobath, yeah. Uh, it's all right. Mm-hmm. The last roll I shot, I metered wrong because I had the wrong speed. Well, I had the right speed to film in, but I thought it was something else. So I had to try. I don't think that that one shot, I don't think the developer, uh, the monobath works good with like, you know, pushing and pulling a lot. Um, mm. So I kind of just took a chance and it. I, I still ended up, I was pretty close. I, I got visible pictures you know so i was happy yeah, with that it's, so. it's pin help yeah, don't worry yeah 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 so yeah, it's fun it's good what you been up to just developing oh man what have i been up to when did i last speak to you i don't know when uh, we last, last time we talked it was uh you were doing um workshops you ready to do some workshops yeah you weren't shooting yeah. you said you just been printing no, well, I wasn't even doing that. The darkroom got finished, and I'm very pleased with that. I got running water. Do you know, running water for the first time in, well, it's 30 years since I've been using wow. darkrooms. So I got running water. It's not permanent, permanently plumbed in, but it's, um, I connect a hose pipe, and then I've got this, uh, uh, this garden hose sort of header thing with got four little valves on it, and you can connect pipes to it. It works really well, actually. So and cool. it, and a bit and a big darkroom sink that somebody gave me. Mm, that's nice. Uh, Finton Ellis, who's on Instagram. I don't think he's I'm sure he's on Facebook. Anyway, so shout out to Finton. Thank you for that, Finton. Thank you. So Finton. that's really good. And I've had <laughs> um, I had Mr. Piper, Mr. Neil Piper, up for the weekend. He was my first <laughs> paying customer. <laughs> so that went that went well. We um, we we did some large format. He just got his Chroma large format camera chroma camera yeah so we we were talking about image circle on lenses and we were talking about manipulating the film plane you know using using tilts and shifts and rise and and all that stuff yeah and then we uh then we went we had lunch we went out into the fens and did some photography came back developed some film and then the next day did some printing so it was great fun then i had another guy in earlier in the week um just for the day and I've got seven, seven more booked in September and oh. about four days in October. So I've got to be careful. I don't want to be doing this every day. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's got very yeah. busy. And I'm cool. still doing part, you know, I'm still doing my five days a month work for my old company. Yeah. And we're still away in the caravan every month. We're away this Friday for another four days and then a couple of weeks later for seven days. Cool. I tell you what, I'm... Uh, busier now than I ever was when I worked full-time. My boss doesn't, well, boss doesn't listen to this, so it's uh, it's good. Yeah. Anyway, well, um, yeah. we I'm super guest. excited. I'm yeah. super excited about today's guest. You, you, seeing you've been away for such a long time, you can introduce him. Well, we have probably 
what I would consider to be the f- world's first <laughs> action sports pinhole photographer. <laughs> Go on. You've probably seen some of his pictures uh, on Instagram. He uh, did a paddleboard series. Um, well, not really a series, but just some shots on it. And with his, with his skateboard, with his longboard. Uh, and we have this week with us, we have uh, Mr. Will Gungeon. Gungeon. Did they? Yeah, Gungeon. Gungeon. Hello, Will. How Gun- are you? Gun- uh, Hello, Will Gungeon. Gungeon. I think you're worse, that Mark. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Action sports pinholer. Happy birthday to you. Happy as birthday, well. Will. Thank you. Thank you very much. I feel I would, old today. I would say it, you would be lucky, but to talk to Andrew. But since I'm here, you're it's better than just talking to Andrew. Get out of here. Sorry, not you. Well, I I I was assuming it was just going to be me until like a day ago. I know. You know, I don't know whether you're here or not. Right. Anyway, it's lovely, to, lovely to have the gang back together. Yeah, if it's just me and you. Hello, Will. Hello. I do like uh, I do like those pictures that you did. With your powderboard, um, hang on, uh, just stop. What, yeah. What's a powder? What's a powderboard? Paddle. Paddle. paddle board. Oh, paddleboard. Like paddle oh, right. yeah, yeah. No, I know what a paddleboard is. It's just your. I couldn't work out what you were saying. Paddleboard. Right. A paddleboard. Right. Gotcha. You don't speak Southern yet, Andrew. Come on, man. You have to, all these years. You haven't. <laughs> uh, just picking. Yeah. He. Um, all your shots are lovely. Will, how, how, yes, thank you. Yeah, what have you um, give everybody just a quick little rundown about you know how you got into doing pinhole and of course, where you've been? yeah. So I I, I um I suppose more recently got into pinhole a bit more seriously, but um I started out uh, as everyone does with digital. I grew up in the film ages, but never really took to it as a hobby. Um, I think I got my first digital must have been around um, it was that recession a while back, wasn't it? And I was running a small airbrush business, which kind of crashed. So I decided to have a go at uh, photography. I jumped in, got a, a Fuji bridge camera. I then moved on to a Canon series of 450, then eventually a 750, 7, uh, no, 7D. And I was very much digital was the only way forward. I'd looked at college courses, but see, they did. Uh, darkroom stuff and I just had absolutely no interest in it whatsoever I kind of my view at the time was film photography was it was over people needed to move on digital was the way forward um, but a couple of a little while after that um, uh, my computer system I was doing all my editing on started to crash it started to play up and it went on for months and months I had all my memory cards all rammed with um, files so I eventually dug out a pinhole kit that I was given a few years previous. It was the flights. It was a flights of fancy pinhole kit, and it's a little wooden little wooden box you build up. You get I think it's like a little six by six paper. You get a little thing of a developer and a little thing of fixer. Uh, so I made that up one morning. I think it was um, August second, twenty fourteen. I headed out with that and basically took my first pinhole shot. I came home, I developed it, had a little kit to do contact printing. And for years, I'd kind of pushed that, you know, sharpness, compositions, light. And for the first time, I had this real kind of rubbish little picture. But for some reason, I was so, so unbelievably proud of it. You know, it kind of went against everything I'd pushed for for so long. And it kind of, from there, it became a bit of a... um, I suppose like a, a, I got more involved in uh, shooting a lot of paper. That's when I brought my zero forty-five. I was uh, doing four by four papers and that, and I was, I was doing a lot of beer can cameras. I got really um, sucked into all Justin Quinnell's solography stuff, and I was <laughs> absolutely fascinated by what he was doing. And that all eventually kind of pushed me down to film. I brought a. Uh, Yoshika D t- uh, TLR for yeah, about 40 quid off eBay. Now I've got my Mimir RB. Um, so that really kind of got me onto film. And then I've got an Undo multi-fo- uh, multi-format 6x12. Um, 
so for a long while, I was I just had kind of I was still shooting digital, but I was a turn more film based. The pinhole kind of stepped off a little bit, but then after a while, I started coming more back into the pinhole. There was something about it which I just really liked. I wasn't sure for a long while what it really was, but. I certainly more enjoyed being out with a film camera than a digital um, and definitely with more so with a pinhole camera. So that's kind of how I fell into pinhole photography. It was kind of a fail of all technology around me. And um, now pretty much I pretty much only shoot pinhole now. So, yeah, you, you have a great YouTube channel, Will, which um, I enjoy watching. I think lots of our yeah. Facebook, Facebook, I've, yeah members do as well i'm slowly um, building that up i've kind of put a bit more effort into it this year um to yeah i'm quite enjoying doing you, that anyway you, i don't know when i think some of the earliest ones are about four four years ago you've got some stuff on. yeah they go film. back quite a, yeah they go back quite a way um, and then and you've got some with your rb on there yeah and then more recently i've kind of just stuck to it with the pinhole camera I've decided to just more focus on that. I enjoy that more. Um, and it, yeah, it's been good. It's been, um, it's slowly coming along. So, so what, whatever possessed you to take a four by five uh, zero image pinhole camera and decide it was better to do, to use that than a GoPro uh, for sports photography? <laughs> well, Action sports pinholer. <laughs> well, I, I originally done this on the paddle board with my Ondu. Uh, quite a few years back because I love the long exposures where you have something that remains still and everything else kind of blurs out around it so I really love that sort of effect especially on like a paddleboard Um, and the thing with um, I suppose the zero image is you get the uh, it's the same um, field of view as a GoPro so you get the same sort of image you would get in the shot but you obviously get the natural long exposure you get the uh, infinite depth of field and I, I I just thought I'd try it a bit more I'd done it on the skateboard a couple of times and really loved the look of the shots and um, yeah so I've, I've, done, I've done a few with that now I've not not broken it yet but um, you haven't dropped it under a forklift truck then like somebody did no no, <laughs> <laughs> no. are yet. you using all using all that Manfrotto clamps and various Yes, I've got a Manfrotto. Yes, yeah, the Manfrotto clamps are really, really good. Um, also, the the GoPro clamps as well. You can because the pinhole cameras are nice and light. You can attach all the GoPro attachments to it and clamp it onto stuff. So it's um, interesting. But the Manfrotto ones are really good. Definitely. You um, you you've got a zero. I've only I've got the zero image. Just with the, you know, the the one uh, oh, the, panel. The, uh, yeah, the twenty five. I, w- I, yeah. I was given it, which is just super, super wide. You've got two or three spaces as well with yours, I think. I got yeah, I got three. So you have got the twenty five, which is the individual fifty, mm-hmm. and then the seventy five. But I don't use the seventy five so much. I'm starting to use the fifty a bit more. But I do like the challenge with the the super wide. You've it's a lot harder, I think, to get a, a shot that works with yeah. the really wide. So I kind of quite like the challenge to fit in enough in it to kind of, you know, make it work. But yeah, it is insane, then, isn't it? That, yeah, it's it's uh, really insane. Well, so it's it's twenty five millimeter, which is about the same as the reality. So subtle, but on four by five, of course, it's on four by just... five. So the field of view, I think, is about 149 degrees. Oh, so it's, close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I st- still now I take a picture of saying, and when I develop it, you, you can't believe how far away, how far away it actually looks. Yeah, you're so sure. It's stupidly wide, but when it works, I'm always worried. Know, I'm always worried that I'm going to get the tripod legs in the picture, but you will. Yeah. If you point it down too much, you will. Well, this is why I brought this. I've got one of these um, Z plates, and you can kind of roll it out a little bit, and it holds it away from the tripod. Okay, what's a Z Z plate? That's something else um, to look up. Yeah, it fits on the top of a tripod, and it kind of opens up like a um, tilt. It's like a tilt head, but you can kind of... um, I don't know how to explain, really. 
Do you know what that is, Corey? People are shouting at me. Oh, I can see um, it. Oh, I, I do, see it. but there there's no way I can explain to you without showing having a picture. You know, like no, I can see it. It's like a, it's like a Z. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I see. Yeah. My Instagram photos. I think I've got ah. pushes it away from the tripod enough to not get the legs in. Ooh, okay, that's that's a really good solution. I think the only time I've really used mine is I've just lent it down and went and propped it up against something. But that Z plate is a cracking idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works yeah. well. It takes a little while to get used to, but it's ideal for the pinhole camera, definitely. They're all, um, well, the ones on eBay all look around. Well, that's funny. There's one £7 on eBay and there's another one £25, so I don't know which is. Maybe are, you sh- are, you shopping for, are you shopping on Well, I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. Well, I'd like to use. Like, uh, but no, I, I've got no desire to go skateboarding anymore that was a thing from my youth come on but, Andrew. Uh, I, no, <laughs> yeah, Andrew. no my arthritic toes won't stand it but i, I quite like the idea of using the using the, the 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 camera more you know and that so i was wondering how you did that said play if i'd pay more attention to your videos i'd have probably seen it wouldn't i yeah i use it a lot in them i use it a lot in them yeah yeah, yeah. okay and you're a massive foma pan lover as well Wow, it's cheap, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's my. That's my. Uh... And of course, people people worry about the long exposures, relatively long exposures, once the yeah. weather starts to drop. But you presumably just using that to your advantage. Yeah, I think sometimes I have. I do normally keep some delta loaded up as well. But sometimes I find it just a bit too short. Sometimes it is nicer to get that longer yeah. exposure. You know, I don't mind waiting around a little bit. Um, I think the whole idea of being out of a camera is to kind of take your time and slow up and so to sit around and enjoy a shot for a while it's not something that really bothers me what do you um what do you develop with with the foam pan um recently I've been using Ilfa Soul 3 uh, because I had stacks of it but I've got a load of uh Ilfa DDX on the way at the minute I like DDX Uh, are you planning to use it you can use it as a one shot because it's not, or you can do it as a liter, can't you, and make and use it about five or ten times. I don't really know. Probably more. You can. You can. You can. Uh, well, you can because it's not cheap, but... is it? The, the DDX isn't cheap. No, but, uh, I mean this is why is I normally really. went. This is why I normally went for the Ilfa Soul Three because it was so much cheaper. But obviously, you got to use it. It doesn't last too long sitting around. Hmm. Um, uh, you can. You can. The DDX. You, I tend to use it one to. Four, I think, but you can you can make it up as a liter. Some people do, and right. the, the Ilford PDF. If you download the Ilford PDF, it gives you some guidelines. I think it's like all these things you have to add ten percent time onto each film yeah. you know, after you've stuck it back. Yeah, by the time you get into the bottle, you're waiting around for half an hour, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. So you did this mad comparison. I saw recently you did this mad comparison between Delta One Hundred and Foma Pan One Hundred, which I haven't actually watched yet. Oh, have you um, not? Oh, um, no. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I have to confess. <laughs> what was the conclusion? <laughs> uh, they're about the same. <laughs> I'd, um, I'd gone out with uh, one side of the uh, dark side loaded with Delta, the other with Foamy Pan. The thing is they developed both at exactly the same time in, I think it was Ilfa Soard using. Hmm. So I could have them in the same tank. But obviously the, the Delta, you get much shorter exposures. It's uh, yeah. it was nice to look on the Alfred only slightly, but um, there wasn't a lot of difference really for for the cost. I think you're paying mm. almost a pa- pound more per sheet on um, Ilford than you are Famo Pan or something. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that Famo Pan in the states, Corey, that, that probably goes under Arista or some other type names, doesn't it? I think. Yeah, I think it's under Famo Pan too. Is it? I think I think okay. you can find it under both. You know. I think we pay over here. Uh, I got I got fifty sheets delivered just recently, and I I got it delivered for just under forty of your British pounds. Yes, yeah, about oh. thirty eight. I think I pay delivered mm-hmm. fifty sheets. Whereas yeah, for the same is... part, get twenty five in the Ilford. Yes, yeah, it's about twice the cost per sheet, yeah. isn't it, in Ilford? Something and I like love that. Ilford to bits. I I use. I want. I, my heart tells me to use as much Ilford material as I can because it's our local, you know, the yeah. UK based 
manufacturer and I want to support them and I, and I do I buy all my roll film mm. pretty much from them and all my darkroom paper but uh, I just can't resist the lure of cheap foam pen <laughs> when it comes to sheet film <laughs> if it works you know I mean for like what we're to... doing you know I mean like it's not like you're trying to make prints to you know go in magazines or what you know what I mean like mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah well you know it's um this is what it is, isn't it? I yeah. Uh, I think it's diff- it's easy to get hung up on who you know wh- who you should buy film from. But if you the very fact that we're still making purchases of film photography is helping the wider industry, isn't it? So. Yeah, sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So, will you obviously live near water? I do. Yeah, I'm Where on the are south you? coast. Okay, so how where is that in relationship to where Andrew is? Um, I don't know. I don't know where Andrew lives. I live down oh. near uh, in Sussex, uh, down near Eastbourne. Um, yeah, he's probably he's probably two and a half hours south of me driving. Oh, time, you, gotcha. time you mess around, time you mess around getting around London. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Nothing's yeah. that but, far. Uh, it's nice down here. It's nice, nice coastline. Um, yeah, lots of downs, lots of woodlands. I like all these pictures you, that you have up of the uh, the boats at low tide, you know, and the tractor. Um, oh, down at, that's over in uh, uh, Hastings mm. with the tractors and the boats. Yes, yeah. it's like um, I think it's like the biggest beach launch uh, beach launched fishing fleet in the UK or something, and it's absolutely ama- it's an amazing place for photos. Uh, lo- loads and loads of stuff going on down there. It's only a small little section, but some re- really old boats, loads of old stuff laying around. So it's um, yeah, it's lovely down there. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for a few cloudier days, and I'll head back down. You don't seem to be doing much color. Um, no. <laughs> I used well, to do. I... A... Carry on, go I, on, I, I used on. to do I used to do a lot of color, but the time involved in developing color yeah. film, de- uh, developing black and white film, um, uh, around everything else that's going on in life. Because um, a while back, I was um, developing black and white, color negative, and slide film. Yeah. So I'd go out of all these cameras and stuff, Pinhole cameras, my uh, lens cameras, and it just got too much. Yeah. You know, in, in all the scanning of the film. Mm-hmm. I never got to the point I just kind of had enough of it all so I, uh, I took quite a bit of time off and decided I'd when I came back I was just going to stick with black and white get used to that um, maybe eventually go back to a bit of colour but with the, the time free time that's involved it's um, yeah. it's expensive as well for shoot, for shoot yeah. I think you, you, made a co- you made a comment in a recent yeah, video it's... I think about shooting colour negative you can yeah, do it's... stand development with colour negatives too Color film, yeah. yeah, but you've got to buy the stuff first, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, sure. I see got... looking back in your Instagram account, if folks want to check out Will's work, Instagram that's, is certainly that's one, one, one of the ways. Will is at pinhole underscore life. Dig it, digging back a little way. I'm not sure how far. Yep. There's a picture of your four by five zero image, and you've um, you mounted a filter on the inside of just a yes. glass. Yeah, have you did you put a filter ring in there? Is that what you did? Yeah, no, a, a step up ring. Uh, yep. Cut the, the back off and basically just glued it in. Hmm. You um, cut you cut the thread off, um, yeah. so it sat fairly flat. That's a, that's difficult that's to good. do. Well, I tried to do it with a hacksaw, with it, and it was yeah. I, I think I done one with a hacksaw. Hmm. I've, rec- I've recently fitted another one onto that holder I got, but I used a little yeah. grinder at work and just ground it all off, and that was a lot easier. That yeah. makes much more sense. Yeah, I, I, I had so a little hacksaw, and I was there forever. That's horrible. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did my. I did one of my one of my Holger WPCs, which now Neil Piper has. Uh, I I fitted a, a step up ring on it, and it was a devil's job to file that back thread off. Yeah, yeah. Use a grinder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so does that work? Um, do you use filters in your zero image? pretty much as standard now then no, not, occasionally? No. occasionally i'm more um last time i was out on the uh it's my one of my few top photos actually 
Seven Sisters. I think I, I used the uh, um, neutral density filter for a couple of the shots, but um, I find with that- if you've got to use like you can't do it at the twenty-five mil. It's too. It adds too much of a vignette around it on that with a filter. Yeah, hmm. it'd be uh, big. Yeah, so I, I'm more using ND filter if I want to drag it out a little bit longer. Those lovely ones you did in the water from Hope Gap, which is by oh, yeah. Sisters, they're the ones you've just been working with your new... Oh, no, that was Zero Image. That was your Zero Image. Did you that use... Was, um, was that with an ND filter as well then, or was that not with an uh, The one from the... No, not the ones at Hope Gap. Um, well, it's all the same area. The one on the top of the cliffs with the little flowers mm. in the corner that had an ND filter. The others were only uh, just a couple of seconds. The thing with obviously shooting the water crashing around, uh, just a couple of seconds is more, or, you know, adds that drama. If it's yeah. too long, it just blows it all out. So it's nice to not have something too long kind of smashing around the rocks and stuff. Um, so you're you, you're a bit late to the Holger wide party weren't you did you start getting the you start getting the the sweats in case they suddenly sold for 300 pounds each well yeah i brought it to one of the tube i'd seen they started to creep up a little bit and i'd I'd looked for a while on um some of the chinese sellers and you could always get them for about 40 quid for you but that's it yeah there was then the tax being added on to that now uh so i thought i'd get one but it's 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 um it's a work in progress well, the, they they crept up in price, didn't they, a few years ago and became really hard to find. And then suddenly the market was kind of flooded again with the Chinese suddenly found another load of them or something. Oh, we moved we moved everything out finally. And look. Yeah. But <laughs> it's it's behind the sofa. <laughs> so you're, um, you decided there's a video folks can go and watch on your YouTube, on Will Gudgeon's YouTube channel, showing how he um, took his pinhole camera apart and fitted well it looks like a sort of coking type square filter adapter is that what you use uh, yeah. uh, that does fit also the screwing filters uh, the coking ones mm-hmm. if you put them on the side uh, they seem to i've not tried it yet actually i've not actually used it since i fitted all that mm. um, um it's all the light leaks and stuff that i've had of it but oh i didn't have any problems with light leaks i had i had problems with some extreme vignetting so i but then yeah. once, I'd, uh, once I'd shaved a bit, you know, with an exacto yeah. knife around the hole. Well, the first right. first two sheets of film I put uh, I put for it, I had absolutely none whatsoever. But then I put another uh, roll of film for it, and I started to get the hard vignetting in the corners. So mm. it, it, it is for some and not for others. So which uh, is that your so, six by twelve? Yeah, so, six by twelve. Six by twelve. Yeah, yeah six by yeah. twelve. Maybe if you, I think if you use six by nine, you probably don't suffer from it quite as much, does it? Yeah, but six by twelve is nice though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think so anyway. But um, yeah, no, I'll, so, I'll I need to load it up and take it out again, see how it is. But I've been away all last week, so I've not had a chance to. Um, holiday was it? Family holiday. Holiday, week? yeah. I've a few nights mm. camping away, five nights away with the kids camping and mm. kayaking and. So it's quite nice. I did do some. Uh, I did take my zero forty five along actually. So I've got some pictures, hopefully, um, from that. Um, are your but, are your children? Do they comprehend what you're up to? They must do now, mustn't they? Do they? See? Um, I think they just kind of look at me and what's that? What are you doing? <laughs> but I, I I went out by myself one morning, um, a couple of times. So it's easy just to kind of be away, but. <laughs> They what do, are you using do. then when you're out when you're out on the paddleboard? What's the are you clamping to the edge of the paddleboard or is there some other part of the paddleboard you can clamp to? What's the, um, what's the just mount mounting the tripod onto the board. Just stand it right on there. Stand it right on there. I've got a, a strap uh, which goes through the over the tripod and through the paddleboard handle just to stop it falling off. But otherwise, <laughs> I just <laughs> sit on and, and hope for the best. Really, but, just pick a nice smooth. Not windy day, yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> have you done any pinhole yet with your surfing, Corey? I can't remember whether you have. I know you've, I ha- you've talked I about it. I haven't, but I, I'm getting ready to try my hand at uh, 
taking my Holga out because that's what Mike was doing. Um, and he got some cool pictures big, with his. Big Mike. Yeah. Aloha, Aloha Mike. Aloha Mike. Yeah. He was taking his out. I think he was just putting it in a Ziploc bag and then he would just take it out and take a couple pictures and put it back in, you know, and zip it back up. So I think I'm going to try that one day when it's smaller, you know, and, and, and more manageable. I can just kind of hold it in my mouth and just open it up and take a picture out of the Ziploc bag and put it you're back gonna, in. Hang on. You're going to hold the whole holger in your mouth? Inside a bag. Like a Ziploc bag, oh, like I a see. sandwich bag, right. you know? I, I, thought, I just had a vision of you holding it with your <laughs> mouth open wide with no. the holger stuffed in there. Yeah. Come on. You can, fit, you can put a little mouth clamp onto the bottom of it. Mm. It'll work. Yeah, it'll be fine. Brilliant. It'll be brilliant. <laughs> I, I, I tried it with it attached to my head, and it's um, it's not the best. All right. Yeah. So the that's my bit. plan. I'm I'm trying. I'm going to try and do that one of these days, really soon. So. Hang on, Will. Did you? Was it pinhole camera to your head? I think I did. Yeah, my since. my zero forty five. I did it on the skateboard mm. and on paddleboard. Yeah. Do you have pictures yeah. of that? Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I've seen. I'm sure I've seen pictures of you on it, either on YouTube or on uh, on Instagram. I can't remember where. Yeah, um, I, they're, oh, they're not on the Instagram. They're probably on uh, someone. I think one of the first pictures, you know, that drew me to your work, and probably when I first, oh, when was it when I first reached out to you? I don't know. It was a. It was a. It was a, a little while ago. It was one of these ones where you shot right up the chain of the boat, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. and you, there's a couple of those online. Yeah, still a great shot. They were down on down in Sussex, but you took a bit of a break. You disappeared. Was that to get your film? Did you lose your film uh, mojo for a bit, or did yeah, life just I, get in the way? Like everything, really. I I, I think at the time I was um, very much still involved with digital. I was shooting with my RB a lot. Um, I was, had my pinhole camera. Like I said, I was still developing like three different types of film. So I'd, I'd go out with my digital camera, with my RB, with my pinhole camera. And I, I think I, I just kind of wore myself out, really. I just completely, I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. Yeah. That's so quite stressful, think, isn't it? All those choices yeah. is quite stressful. So I, I, it kind of got to the point where I just decided I'd, I'd, I had enough. I just needed to walk away, walk away from it for a while. I wasn't at the time too sure why I wasn't enjoying it. Um, but shortly afterwards, I decided to get back into art, drawing and stuff. And I kind of had this idea that I would, you know, get all these different types of mediums, you know, an airbrush again, some paints, different watercolours, and trying to create some pictures. But then I kind of had this image that I'd just, again, be sat there with all this stuff kind of around me and not being able to kind of too much choice. Yeah. And I think what I kind of realised with, because um, like I said, I'd kind of struggled with why I why I actually enjoyed pinhole photography. And I think what it kind of came down to was the more limited I am, the less I have, the more creative you kind of have to be. And, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you can kind of, the more you've got, you kind of think, oh, I can be more creative. But for me, I find the less options I've got, I've got to be more creative to think outside the box to get the shot that I want. Mm-hmm. So yeah. with the art, I decided just to stick to one one thing to try and create what I needed. And I, like I said, with pinhole photography, I think that's what is, it kind of goes, you know, it's, you've got no change in aperture. You've, you know, you can't really adjust the focal length it's you know you've kind of that's what you've got a little wooden box with a hole in it and to make that work well you need to really kind of think a lot more than when you've got all these other options and i that's the process which i kind of really enjoy with it um it's kind of the constraints to be uh, creative so there's there's two ways to approach this and i'm, I'm I, I get it absolutely and uh, you can either sell all your other cameras, which is just a horrible thought. Yep. And then, um, or you can keep all your other cameras, but when you go out, you know, be it on a on a trip or by yourself on holiday, just take, just force yourself to take that one sure. camera. And that's, so that's, that's kind really of. I don't. I mean, admittedly, I don't even really touch my other cameras anymore. My RB just kind of lives under the bed. I've got mm. my feeling. You know, just kind of on a shelf somewhere 
Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's if I go out, one camera, that's it. Um, and, and it's more enjoyable, that... a lot more enjoyable. And uh, I feel I get a lot more out of it and, and than when you're kind of bouncing around other options. Yeah. So is that, what, what do you think you'll settle on? Will it be the zero, uh, 45, do you think? Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I think uh, four by five, I enjoy. I was toying with buying another medium format pinhole, but I think the four by five just has a nicer look about it. I don't know. I don't know if that's what I've struggled with, with getting the, the whole gear in my, my Ondu. Is it's, um, it's nice, and but I, I kind of just like that four by five look, I, the, or the zero image definitely is just such a lovely. So that, that's all I really take out now. That's all I kind of really want to take out. And that's the, the, the yeah. camera I enjoy the most. Um, I think with four by five, I obviously limit myself to kind of less shots as well. Whereas if I've got uh, the medium format, I've kind of any end up getting through more film. Um, less, whereas, less keepers. Yes. Whereas I normally with my zero will limit myself to about six because I've got the mod 45 developing spiral thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of aim around six shots and maximum and I, I, I just uh, find combination for me, which works yeah. really well. I, uh, I limit myself even more than that with four by five. I only go out with one shot. <laughs> <laughs> With that yeah, that's, that's, that's a bit. I, I I get it, kind of get it, but that's just too extreme. Just going out with one. <laughs> one? Why? Because well, because yeah. you're just there, there's, you're gonna want to you're gonna want to. There's there'll be more images that you think, damn, I've just used that one in no. one up, man. <laughs> no, I don't because uh, when I have no film, there are no shots. <laughs> Once I've taken my one shot, I don't think about it anymore. Do you I don't know, know this hard? Oh. It's hard to explain. Uh, explain, but I just I don't know. It's just I'm know? always looking and looking at things. Yeah. Anyway, Will, look, um, yeah. I I posted a a note into the Facebook group a week or so ago to say that we we're going to have you on, which might have been tempting fate because the last time I did that uh, with uh, Bob St. Cyr, mm -hmm. he uh, <laughs> he had to cry off so. Uh, Bob, if you're listening, we'll get you on soon. But I did ask for anyone who got any questions for Will. And normal, I don't often do this, but, but when I have asked for questions in the Facebook group, I don't really, Well, in fact, I did get some for Dave Wenham, but then I forgot to ask him. You forgot. <laughs> so I forgot, yeah. So um, I did, we, we did get three questions and then a, and a comment saying that'll be fun. So Jimmy, dear old Jimmy Hickford said, Will, have you lost any cameras to the waves? Uh, no, never, not yet. Mm. I've had a, quite a few submerged fully on my zero a few times, but um, never floated off. Yeah, yeah. I've I had, had my my zero for uh, two thousand. It's got that cable release thing on it, you know, the little yeah. brass cable release, the plunger yeah. thing, which I fitted. I bought when I bought mine. Mine just had a, you know, the the the. The shutter that went up and down, or you can slide oh, yeah, it as yeah. well. So, yeah. but you could—I don't know if you can still buy it, but you could buy a little kit to fit your own um, cable yeah, release. Think, you could, yeah, I think they still sell it. That's yeah, so I bought one of those things, and, yeah. and fitted it. It was a long, long time ago, and it came with a little bubble and stuff. So that got covered in salt water a year or so ago, and then <laughs> it just all gunged up. It took ages to ungunge it. I have to say. Oh, really? So I think yeah, next time I take next time I take a. Pinhole camera to the sea, it won't be that one. It'll be something different. Yeah, the no, mine's been alright, thankfully. It's it's been um, soaked a few times, my zero. But I've never, I've gone through quite a few cable releases. They rot out quite quick. But <laughs> I, I seem to go for endless amounts of them. But um, yeah, yeah, no, the zero's been fine. Um, but no, never lost one yet. Not yet. Good. The whole I might accidentally on purpose lose that one. <laughs> yeah, let's see see that float away somewhere. Yeah, what you off. should do, you should put a little message inside it. I should do, um, <laughs> and then like a message in a bottle, a message. In, yeah. Once you get when you get fed up, this is really environmentally bad, isn't it? Because you're yeah, releasing yeah. plastic into the environment. <laughs> but throw it off the off the off beachy head with a little yeah. note in saying, if you find this, 
Um, <laughs> give me a it. ring and I'll, t- and I'll tell you how to make a pinhole picture. This is a great project. You know, people send pinhole cameras and things around the world and, as little projects, little group projects. Yeah. We, you could do the same with your Holger. When you're fed up with it, write a little note in it, throw it in the sea and say to the person who gets it, look, when you get this, just give me a bell or you know, look, look me up online and I'll, if you're unfamiliar with film photography, I'll point you in the right direction. Make some pictures with it and share them. And it's, tra- you know, this Holger cameras travel 10,000 miles around the globe. It'll probably that's get a, that's a cracking idea, them, isn't it? You'll probably get caught up in one of them plastic traps and they'll phone me up to get me done or something. <laughs> that's a cracking <laughs> idea. Don't, don't pour, um, don't pour um, scorn on my fantastic ideas. Um, okay. Thanks, Jimmy. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy, for that. Wendy, uh, Wendy Chapman, I think you've probably answered this, uh, Wendy. Wendy says, what drew you to make pinhole images? I think you kind of answered that. What do you like about them in contrast to other types of photo? Mm. I think you've tackled that, but just just humour us. Um, kind of well, mate, well, all my computer failed is why I got yeah. into pinhole. What do I like about them? I think it's more the... Um, maybe more the process and the like you say the limitations you have of it. I feel uh, when using a camera, it's just a lot more work, a lot more enjoyable. I think some photos certainly really, really work with it, and I think the pinhole just is uh, the best thing for them. I don't like it with all photos, to be honest. But I think for like it's just more the whole process of it, being out with it, not having you know all the other options i just feel i enjoy that time a lot more than i ever did with a digital camera and um, i think it's more for me about that it's that time that time being out you know that 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 moment you get away from like the family and the kids for a few hours it's kind of that whole (laughs) they they don't listen to this Mm. that whole you know that you know it's good for your uh, head in it you clear your mind you're out and i always found with uh, a digital camera you'd be more upset or when you're out and about you're not getting the shots you want because you're seeing them as you go whereas with a pinhole camera every time i'm out i'm just absolutely loving every single moment it. then you just get disappointed when you develop them right i'm but, sure you don't i'm sure you don't judging by judging no, by the images you share i get i get a few but and uh, lastly, lastly, David O'Brien said, "What's your worst injury sustained while <laughs> taking <laughs> images?" Um, oh, I don't know. I've slipped on a few rocks and scraped a few ankles, and but um, bangs and bruises. Bangs and bruises. Normally, um, that's normally about it. Really, uh, I had to wade back through a couple of feet of water, getting cut off by tides and stuff, but. No, that seems yeah, there are never really too many injuries, thankfully. A few here and there, but they're always worth it. So, so if you get cut off, and you have to just wade through wasty yeah. areas so to get back around. Oof. There's a point near us where at low tide you get some really, really nice rocks, but when the tide comes back in, it creeps around you, yeah. and you have this tiny little point where you've got to get back to to get across. Um, I think a couple of times I've been in there, Normally, I keep more of a closer eye on it nowadays, but certainly years back, I, I kind of got caught out a couple of times. But, or especially like when you're in long exposures, you're kind of watching the tide coming in, watching your, you know, your shutter count down slowly, and if you know, trying to keep an eye on the rocks you need to get back. Sure. Never had too many issues, but I'm I'm a lot more careful and considerate nowadays. So. You you couldn't just hang out and wait for the tide to go back out again? I mean, it would be 12 no, hours. Yeah. But... Completely <laughs> submerged. Completely uh, submerged. Just I got you. <laughs> so, yeah, after time, a, that tends to be a problem, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so normally in, in the ter- evening. <laughs> in terms of future direction, are you? is it more of the same? Are you? Do you think your seascape uh, your drive to making seascape pictures, which are just beautiful. Do you think that will continue? Are you building up that body of work? Are you trying to get a consistent yeah. look to your pictures? I think that the seascapes will continue because it's certainly, it's just on the doorstep and it's certainly, you know, one of the places that, I, you know, I absolutely love to be. Mm. So the seascapes will definitely continue. Um, 
uh, yeah, I'd like to try and explore a few few more areas. I started really enjoying getting pictures of trees and stuff. And for years, I was a little bit funny with pinhole cameras and trees, but I'd seen a few on Instagram by a few people and really loved them. So I started kind of pushing more, you know, trying out my comfort zone a little bit and finding a few different things. But yeah, a bit of anything and what, everything, what, really. But What was your... Um... I know tree, trees and waterfalls get a bad press, don't they? Really, but I don't see why. Yeah. What was uh, what was your aversion to tree photography, tree pinhole photography? I think I had done some when I was just using um, the the paper and the camera, and for some reason they never really. I think because it's so contrasty, they mm. just never really had a nice. So that yeah. was kind of my idea, and I think I'd seen a few others online, and I just kind of never really appealed to me. But I'd seen someone, I think it was uh, Helen Hooker, HH Pinhole, had put some up and I, I really liked them. So I started kind of, you know, trying that a little bit more. And um, especially with the zero really wide, you can get some really nice um, yeah. low down tree rooty kind of images with it. Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, the way those tree roots search out the ground and yeah. spread out from the camera. Helen does those done some nice pictures of churches. I think that's I think that's Helen very nice pictures church of churches. Interiors. Yes, yes, some really really yeah. nice ones, definitely. Yeah, you should check out Helen Helen's work. Sorry, she's I think she's okay. a member of the. I'm pretty certain she's a member of the Facebook group. Oh, I think so. Yeah, Helen Hooker. Yeah, we'll what's a Facebook group? <laughs> oh, uh, okay. It's hard work being the only admin who who cares about Facebook <laughs> or any kind of social media for that matter. <laughs> Not true. What other questions um, did you get? Paper. That was it. Oh, it, Will really? should count himself lucky. He's got mo more than most people um, <laughs> who, who come on. So, uh, you, did you start off with paper negatives, Will? Yes. Yeah, I did. Um, the little kit I brought or I got given for Christmas, the Flights of Fancy, came with little paper negatives. So I kind of started off on that, and then I um, started, you know, doing the ones with the pinhole, uh, the beer cameras and stuff, and and with my zero, I was getting the four by five sheets or cutting four by five sheets and using it in my pin, my zero when I first brought that. So it took a little while before I actually started using um, film in the, the pinhole camera, but I was using the paper I think, for quite a while. But you can get put off with uh, with paper. I was I was rereading Andrew Sanderson's book on paper negatives just recently, actually during one of the workshops I was hosting. Because we were playing around with paper negatives, and we 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 jumped in and thought, right, let's make some paper negatives. And and then I said, well, actually, maybe we should just um, see what the what the, the man himself says about it. So what what Andrew, when he talks about paper negatives, he said, look, it's probably the best thing to do is is dilute dilute the developer you're using to make it um, not quite so aggressive, slower working, and then develop it by inspection because that way you control the contrast and i think that's uh, okay you were hinting i think you were you were hinting at contrast issues weren't you with yeah uh, paper in the right right environment it was you know really really nice but certainly yeah. something like a wooded area it was really really struggled mm. yeah well you're getting all that backlight as well aren't you i suppose it depends yeah. on, on the scene but you are yeah so uh, next next time I, i'm going to play a bit more with them but i'm going to dilute the developer i just shoved it in my normal print developer and and i developed it to developed it to finality which i normally would do with a print but no you've got to treat it more like film you know if you're if you want to control contrast with film one way to do it is cut cut the development time and so it is with paper negatives if you want to control okay. contrast dilute the developer or cut the time or both and then then you can get a more easily workable negative because we were we were contact we were I was putting the negatives in the enlarger and uh, paper negatives in the enlarger that worked you know it was they were quite high contrast but we struggled a bit but it worked and then we did some contact prints just emulsion to emulsion you know and uh, yeah it's great fun of course and if you're just getting into if you're just getting into four by five photography at all paper's a great medium to play yeah. around with but but look you can get disappointed i think if you if you're getting yeah. difficult if you're getting results that are difficult to live with you know yeah there's emotion emotion to emotion contact with the papers those are fun though the quick you know yeah yeah no it, it was um it was good it was good fun and, and for if you haven't got if you haven't got um, room for a load of equipment 
you know, you just need a room you can make pretty dark and a light bulb. Um, a light, yeah, a lamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and if you you can control, you can do a, a some nice simple test strip, and you can if if it, if the intensity is too much, just move the light bulb away or put a lower yep. wattage one in. So yeah. it's all good. You, I think you do that, don't you, Corey? I have, I haven't done it in a while. I've got a, I got a bunch of uh, a box of. Uh, Ilford postcard stock. Mm-hmm. Yep. I need to finish up, so I think I'm going to set it up again and uh, finish that up. I got almost a whole box, maybe actually. So, yeah. Is that? Mm-hmm. Have you got the old the stuff with the postcard details printed on the back still? Yeah. Or have you got mm-hmm. the new? Yeah. yeah the, the, the new the new postcards aren't really postcards. They're really they're, they're paper and they're just called postcards. And oh, you God. do you have to draw your own bit. On the back, you have to oh, get the a lines pen and draw and your stuff own. on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that sucks. So, uh, hmm. I wonder how come they yeah, did it's that. Still, well, I don't know. Maybe it was just cost related, or maybe the people who used to do the printing stopped doing it. I don't. I don't know. Ilford. They give you. They give I know you. Ilford, you yeah, they give, I know you're listening, Ilford. Why? <laughs> I had it. They give you a little. Um, they give you a little template. A little template, which oh. is just there for you to copy. Nothing else. You know, yeah. it doesn't help you really. And then if you use the wrong type of pen, it doesn't dry mm. properly, and you end up smudging the back. So oh, you can't use those gel inks. You have to use the no, you can't use gel inks. Ballpoint no. pens, yeah. Uh, but we love postcards. Mm. We love yeah. postcards. Are you, um, do you do any darkroom work at all, Will? Um, just film um, developing. Just develop. I'd I'd love to, but uh, I've got the space um, or time. Mm. But I, I I would love to do a bit of darkroom work. Um, oh. I used to d- develop the stuff in trays and do a few contact prints, but yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd love to give it a go at some point. But I think it's um, more of a time oh. issue. You should go visit Andrew. I should do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wasn't tapping for business. <laughs> <laughs> he has. He has a. He has a business. He's... Yeah, he does. Too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure Will can. Will can teach me more about uh, action pinhole photography. I think that would be that would be great. That's fun. your title, Will. You're the action pinhole photographer. Oh, thank you very much. Action. <laughs> I think you were uh, you were ruminating online somewhere. I forget. Cory oh, Cory wouldn't know this, but I, I was. I, I don't think I chipped in, but you were ruminating about uh, generating income from your work. I think because what's your what's your is your day, your day job was air. Uh, you said, it wasn't I'm a car painter. Business? No, oh, car years painter, back, yeah. I, I did that side, but I, a car painter. Um, That's yeah. right. So you were saying that there's only so long you can keep doing this. Yeah, it's going to buggy your lungs up or something. Huh? I've had a week off and I feel great, but I know as soon as I get back into work tomorrow, it's going to be right back on my chest again. It's it's a just mm. dusty, dusty, horrible trade. But you're um, wearing, I mean, you're wearing whatever those high-grade masks are, aren't you? Yeah. Particulate 95s yeah. or 100s. Or and air-fed respirators and all sorts. So everything's there, and but it's the general general environment. Um, hmm. So I'm kind of in a bit of a position where I need to sort something out, but it's, you know, it's, it's supporting family, uh, you yeah. know, paying all the bills and everything else to be able to take that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just a bit of a funny position in at the minute, uh, career-wise. You know, to come out of something you've been in for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, it'd be nice, you know, to make, you know, make a living out of taking pictures and stuff. But I don't know how many people do though. Not, I don't think no. many people can really make <laughs> a living out of it, can they? Because it's not nowadays. You know, everyone's a photographer for a start. Yeah, aren't they? I know. You know? So you know, and yeah. unless you've been shot to fame through um, galleries or through you know Magnum or something, you know, and then you can go and you can go and produce a sort of fairly banal what you might think if you shared it on Instagram a fairly banal set of, in, of pictures. But if you're someone I won't name any names, but if you're someone famous, suddenly these are the most artistic things you've ever seen. But it's just yeah. I think well actually I've seen lots of people who are doing similar work, but they just haven't got that. They haven't. They haven't lucked out in the same way that someone more famous has, you know. So it's yeah, tough. Pretty much. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I know I'm trying to figure a few things out at the minute, but we'll get there in the end. Yeah. Have Hopefully. you put together everyone? Everyone's doing zines, <laughs> and they with our little film community, people who produce uh, little magazines, they, yeah, they tend did, to I get have... well supported. You'll yeah, be a millionaire. I, mm, I don't, I don't know if you'll be a millionaire. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked into them. 
but at, at the minute it's just another thing the, uh, doing the YouTube videos is quite very time consuming because um, I'm going out like a small small window in the weekend and I'm developing the film say like Monday night my wife works evenings so I get home from work I've got the kids to sort out then I get a small window in the evenings to try and put a video and something together so you know at, at the minute I don't, the free time is just kind of almost non-existent but I have looked at design themes whatever they are and I wouldn't mind doing one but there, some YouTubers will film, even film photography YouTubers will generate enough money to I think give up their day job but, but, <laughs> and, but I think you have to work at it Ben yeah. uh, Ben Horn I don't, do you follow Ben Horn's work? he's a uh, large format uh, yeah I, I think yes I do actually I did he go, he's got a fairly simple model. He, he photographs with a, a lens large format camera, 8x10, but he goes on two or three trips a year shooting right. color, color uh, reversal film. And, uh, you know, he was working in a, in a shop for years. I think he's now mm. stopped because he's, he's got so many followers now mm. that he, um, he, people can support him by paying sort of $25 a year. You know, but if you get enough of those, you know, yeah, enough, enough people doing that because it's all right. And then he, he, because he produces these, he does produce some beautiful work using uh, Velvia 50 and Velvia 100, although probably not for much longer. And mm -mm. he produces a box set every year and books and he sells those, and you know, for a couple of hundred dollars or whatever. And, and I think he's, I think the model works now that he's, he's stopped and, but, you know, so you need to, maybe you need, maybe YouTube's away. I don't know. Mm. monetize it somehow you can do uh, it with. yeah maybe one day we have faith <laughs> we have faith in you but i think you need to concentrate maybe for that you do need to concentrate on something and the pinhole seems to be the the thing that's yeah. um driving you now not, isn't it it's certainly not the most popular subject but um yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's what i enjoy so I'll, i'm i'm sticking with that at the minute yeah. cool there's a few people who enjoy the videos, so that's really good. There you go. So Thanks if you're not familiar, listen, listeners out there, and if you're not familiar with Will's work, you can go and uh, watch his YouTube. If you're not familiar with his YouTube, if you're a YouTuber, a YouTube watcher, and you like film photography, go and check out Will's uh, YouTube channel and give him a thumbs up and a like, because I think that all helps the algorithm. I think so, yeah. Likes and stuff. I think I think a lot of it is down to all this algorithm stuff, which I don't really understand. Whatever, so. whatever that means. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've got one and a half that one and a half thousand sub subscribers. Yeah, one and a half, yeah. That's that's that, that sounds a lot. Sounds good. That's for a fairly niche sort of area. So, right. cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, I've just started playing one now. I'll stop it. Stop. Well, okay. Well, it's been lovely, Will. Um, yeah. Thanks for. It's, it's been great yeah. that we finally we finally got you on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where um, where do people have to go to uh, see you? See um, your work. Uh, I'm, well, I'm currently rebuilding a website, so hopefully that'll be up some point soon. But um, either Instagram, which is pinhole underscore life, um, Twitter is just Will Gudgeon. Um, Facebook. I don't really use Facebook much nowadays. It's the pages are a bit rubbish. Or yeah. YouTube is uh, youtube.com forward slash Will Gudgeon. Um, there's a few links all over the place. But, yeah, you can um, still find your your, yeah. your website, can't you? Yeah, in, if you, uh, I think if you go to Instagram, the, I've got a link tree thing up there. You click that, it gives a link to pretty much all my things anyway. So mm -hmm. that's that's a good way to go down. Cool. Is it? What's link? What's link tree? I've never heard. Is that a bit like LinkedIn? <laughs> it's um, you can basically put a link up, and it takes you to a page which has a list of all your oh. links. So, oh, yeah. oh, I see. So you got website. You can buy you. We can you can yeah. buy Willa Coffee. You can yeah. do, yeah. Which is a lovely thing to do. I'll put up. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes. The link to this in the show notes. Yeah, so and if you want to it. buy Willa Coffee. Yeah, um, someone mentioned wonderful. it to me a while back, and I, I, I'm, I really didn't like things like it, but I thought I'd put one up. And I, I said it about on one of my YouTube videos, and a few people actually, uh, yeah, donated a little bit. And I was absolutely, I got a bit emotional get... about it. I was like, why are people give me money? It's, <laughs> I put it, to, I put it towards um, getting some new developer and stuff, which I wouldn't normally have. You know, I've got the Alpha DDX coming and stuff, so it's. Um, 
yeah, it was really, really um, shocked by it. And yeah, it's re- really appreciated that people did uh, give a bit. It helps, definitely, especially when you've got everything else going on in life. But. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Okay, all right. Well, thanks for coming, Will. It nice thanks to for having me. It's been a pleasure. And enjoy yeah. the rest of your um, your birthday. I will yeah, do. Happy birthday. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> the, the wife and the kids have all gone out for a little while, so I've yeah, got a, bit of a quiet afternoon, I think. So. Yeah, that's nice. Enjoy. Finish my, my wine. There you go. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Will. It's yeah. been a Thank pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Hello, Will. Have you got him? Hello. Hey, I guess. Can you hear me? Hello, Will. Yeah. Can you hear me? Just about. <laughs> I can. <laughs> cool. Hi, Hi, welcome. Hey. <laughs>